The views expressed herein reflect the views of the Whistler Agency as of the date of publication. These views may change as conditions change. The views expressed herein are not intended and should not be construed as investment advice, and they do not address any individual's specific situation. Welcome to Whistler While You Retire with Tim Whistler from the Whistler Agency. Here you will learn how Tim helps clients avoid taking unnecessary risks in retirement. With a fiduciary responsibility, Tim's mission is to help retirees and soon-to-be retirees create a greater sense of confidence about their retirement plan. Now, on to the show. A podiatrist and a cardiologist walk into a bar. No, wait, wait, that's wrong, that's wrong. In this case, the podiatrist and the cardiologist walk into the office of their financial advisor because they know better than to manage their own retirement plans. I'm Patrice Sikora, and your host of this podcast, Tim Whistler, is here to explain why those two individuals are doing the smart thing and letting the expert do the job. Tim, talk to me. <laughs> well, hey, Patrice, you know, I'm really looking forward to hearing the rest of that joke about the podiatrist and the cardiologist walking into the bar. I hope you can share that sometime. <laughs> But you know, yeah, <laughs> that'd be an interesting uh, spin on on that uh, little you know joke. So, yes. but but you know, when when you look at those two experts, you know, a podiatrist is a medical doctor, a cardiologist is a medical doctor. You know, but the difference lies in their specialty. Mm -hmm. An ingrown toenail, although uncomfortable, is not as critical of a procedure as let's say having a stint put into your artery. Right. Sure. But it's not an insult to the intelligence of the of the podiatrist if he can't put in his own stint. And another one of the greatest threats to a successful retirement plan all too often can be found in the mirror. You know, I just far too often I meet with people who sometimes have associated the success maybe in self-managing the growth of a 401k mm -hmm. with the success maybe in self-managing a retirement income plan. But what compounds that danger even more is when there's a spouse involved. Because if the uninformed spouse isn't on board with how things should work, then how will you know he or she successfully navigate that journey in retirement if they have to fly solo? You know that relationship with a retirement income specialist is certainly not only wise when things are going well, but can certainly be invaluable when life takes that unexpected turn of events. Well, why do people think they can self-manage their funds anyway? I mean, they there's so much emotion involved, and you've talked about this in your other podcasts. You really are taking quite the chance when you're doing it yourself. You, we really are, and, and again, it's it's not it's not a bad thing. I, I certainly don't want anybody right, to feel as right. though you know they're not you know intelligent by because of doing it their, themselves. But you know, there could be from another number of reasons. You know, perhaps maybe you know a previous experience with an advisor that maybe didn't go well, mm. or you know maybe they saw experience that their, their mom and dad had with a specialist or an advisor didn't go well. So they're thinking, well, why do I want to do that? You know, mm -hmm. maybe another reason is simply they just don't know who to turn to. You know, how, you know what differentiates one advisor from the other? Is it is it the number of billboards? Is is it the number of marketing, advertising, social social media? You know, how do you know who to turn to? So therefore, how do you trust somebody? You know, if we don't know what we're buying, we better know. We better know and trust the person who's recommending it. And maybe some people just like to be, you know, be more in control. And you know, when it comes to the four hundred one ks, maybe they kind of felt like, hey, I kind of got used to doing that in the four hundred one k world, so I could maybe transition that into my retirement world too. So it could be a few reasons why people want to self manage. Well, following up with the four hundred one k, when you're working, 
a lot of people do self-manage a 401k or at least kind of semi-self-manage it because you go in and you choose the chunk of funds that maybe your employer offers. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, whenever I'm engaging into a conversation with a prospect and they're still working, I always like to kind of ask that question, you know, do you have access to an advisor that's affiliated with the 401k plan? And and more times than not, really the answer is no. They just don't provide staff or they don't provide a licensed representative that can provide some recommendations for somebody. So, you know, what happens then? That's usually the time when 401k investment decisions are made based upon maybe the recommendation uh, of a coworker or maybe the unsolicited opinion of a coworker, right? Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is, you know, so for example, the recommendation from a coworker, you know, very well, maybe very sincere, or the unsolicited opinion of a, of a, of a me monster coworker may, may raise some curiosity. Now, Patrice, have you ever met a me monster? I, I don't know. What, what is a me monster? So, so I'm going to give a shout out now to a comedian who I heard, heard this from. His name is Brian Regan. And he, this is who I was introduced, you know, how, how I should say how I was introduced to the me monster. That me monster is that close talking personal space invader who knows everything about everything. Right? Oh, you know, yes. This is the person who mentored Google. Right. They, they, they know everybody, right. They, they've done everything you've done, but they've done it more often. They've done it better. So, you know, you, you think about in the cubicle world of, of corporate America, where everybody within a 15 foot radius of your desk can hear what you're talking about. You can hear what they're talking about. So maybe somebody is sharing a thought or a concern. Well, here comes the me monster. So, well, this is what I've done. And I've made all this percentage. This is what you should be doing. Okay. Well, that's, that's one opinion, yes. You know, then then there's the other opinion of maybe of, of a sincere coworker. Well, that might be true. That what's working for that person may not be the best recommendation for you because we got to keep in mind that everybody's at different stages of life. Yes. Everybody has different preferences. So again, those results that one person experienced may not be the best for you. And not only that, they may tell you about their positive experience, but what about their negative experience? Exactly. Yep. It's a good point. You know, and, and this is where there are some serious differences between the investment preferences from one, one person to the next. So I like to kind of share this as a, as a kind of in a story format. So let's say, for example, let's talk about Mike, uh, a new employee at Sakura Enterprises, right? I like it. Yes. <laughs> I didn't figure you'd have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, here's Mike. He's at his new job and his mentor slash trainer is going to be Carol. Okay. So Mike's 28 and Carol's 51. Now, if we stop right here by only knowing two things, their names and ages and genders, is it safe to assume that their investment preferences may be slightly different? Yes, most definitely. Exactly, right? Age and gender plays a huge role. Mm-hmm. So now we, now we continue to go on. Another element might, might be that of marital status. Okay, so Mike's 28, he's single, he's on his own. Carol, like we said, is 51. She's married. She's starting to, she's slowly um, becoming an empty nester with her husband. Her kids are growing up they're out of college. So they're going to look at investments through different lenses. Mm-hmm. Very you know, let's peel back the layer, you know, the onion one more layer. Carol's husband helps her allocate her funds and she only reviews the statements if she hears bad news about the market, right? It, it's it was always, always interesting whenever I think back to back in March of, of 2020, when the COVID news broke and the markets reacted. And, you know, we, we, we try to take a very proactive approach with the relationships of all of our clients. And, you know, we reached out to them and, 
it was interesting that the only client that I had who reached out to me on their own was a text message that I got. And the text message was, do I need to get out of the market? And that text message was from my wife, Rhonda. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yes, it was. She was the only one. And I, so my point is, you know, you know, so she heard about the bad news and what was her first thought was, Hey, do I need to get out of the market? So she goes to, comes to me and I'm like, no, honey, you're not retiring. You're fine. You know, keep doing what you're doing. Don't worry about it. You know, but, but to my point, you know, there, there's Carol, you know, 51, she's married. She doesn't really pay attention to really what's going on in the market because that's kind of what her husband does. So, you know, therefore her focus on investments, being married, being closer to retirement than Mike is going to be completely different because he's single, he's younger, and he's probably going to be much more aggressive with his holdings in his 401k. So that's where, again, that element of, you know, seeking advice from somebody, whether it's solicited or unsolicited, can be, you know, something maybe we wouldn't want to consider get a second opinion on before maybe we exercise that type of recommendation. But what if the employee does not have access to a, a plan advisor, a 401k plan advisor, and obviously is savvy enough not to trust the advice of this <laughs> me monster? Where can they go? Well, that is one thing that, that we can do for people. We have, um, I have access to an incredible group of people that help folks with a case design. And we can provide an analysis on their holdings. We can compare, you know, their risk tolerance based upon walking them through a very simple, painless questionnaire, just which determines their tolerance for risk on a spectrum that ranges obviously from zero to 100, from conservative to aggressive. So once we kind of walk them through that assessment and they now can see where they truly rank on that range of tolerance, then what we can do is we can then run their holdings on their 401k through the analysis software that they use, my case design team uses. And then we can see, okay, is there a disproportionate relationship? Hmm. And if so, then what we can do is say, okay, you know, let's say, for example, we're talking to Carol and Carol says, okay, you know, here's my 401k statement. Here are the holdings of all the different funds that we're using. But after we've run Carol's analysis through this, the summary, and we've created the summary for her, we've kind of determined that maybe she's a little more risky than what she's scored on the assessment. So it's at that point where we'd say, okay, Carol, go ahead and provide us with the menu of all the different investment holdings that are available to you through your 401k administrator. Mm -hmm. That way then we can say, okay, you've got all these different you know, investment options from your large cap, your small cap, your income funds, your you know retirement target funds, whatever the case may be, we can run through and analyze all those and say, okay, this is where you're currently at. But based upon where your tolerance lies, you might want to look at making a couple of changes here, or there. So that way, then a person doesn't feel as though they are truly on an island all by themselves, just because of the fact that the 401k plan that they are participating in, and I hope they're participating in it, just because that plan administrator doesn't provide them with some professional advice, we can still help them with that. And we're talking here about the accumulation phase of your life. When you're working and you're putting money into your 401k, self-managing that, that's one animal. What about when you move to the distribution phase? I'll tell you right now, I would have no clue about distribution. When do I have to take my RMDs? That could really hurt somebody. Patrice, that is, you said that so well. That is exactly right. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, we are transitioning from a, through a very exciting time of life. We are, we're, we're completing the accumulation phase where, you know, we've talked about this before. We're, we're really focusing on one challenge and that is mm-hmm. simply saving enough. 
Mm-hmm. That's it. It really truly boils down to that, you know, because if, if, you know, we don't want it to happen, but if the 401k would take a huge hit, it's really okay because we have years, we have time yet that we can recover. But like you said, if as now as we transition to the distribution phase, the challenges we're going to face, the, there are many challenges that, that are known by a few, but they're extremely dangerous to everybody because yeah. most people don't know what they don't know. You know, and like you said, we've got RMDs. We talked about market volatility. We don't want to talk about the IRS, but the IRS plays a significant role. Longevity, we've talked about that. So, you know, right, when right. we when we break down the elements of that proposed conversation with a specialist, we're simply trying to accomplish one of two things. We're either trying to realize a gain or we're trying to relieve a pain. So, you know, if you would survey, you know, a, a just an unlimited number of people, just a plethora of people and ask them, hey, would you rather realize a gain or relieve a pain? The majority of people would say, I don't want to have pain. We don't like yeah, pain. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Nobody likes pain, right? So that's why in the world that I live in here in, in this in this in this environment of helping people, you know, protect themselves from taking unnecessary risk, I'm just constantly blasting the radio airwaves here in central Illinois with the saying that it's not how much you earn, it's how much you keep. Because that is something we truly have to understand that when it comes to the differences between the two phases. You know, what we're really trying to accomplish is greatly, you know, different from one to the other. So that's why having access to an advisor who specializes in helping you successfully navigate that phase of life is so critical. Why do you think it is that people are afraid to go to an, uh, an advisor? You mentioned a few reasons earlier, but you're in a working situation where you've got the 401k. I hope, like you say, they are involved with that. They're doing the matching if their employer does that. Mm-hmm but they think they know it all. Right. Don't. No. And, and, you know, that's why I kind of, I love the intro that we talked about, you know, the difference between a podiatrist and a cardiologist. It it does not stem from intelligence. This is not about intelligence. I mean, I've got, I have many, many intelligent clients that work with me. I I love talking with, with these folks and learning about, you know, what did they do? What made them an expert in their field? You know, so this does not stem from a level of education, but it stems from, from the level of knowledge and wisdom that comes from experience. So, you know, if we're going to retire only one time in our life, how can we expect to be an expert at, not, at knowing how to successfully retire? That's a very good point. You only retire, well, you think you're only going to retire. Maybe that's the plan anyway. <laughs> that's the plan, yes. And, and you've never done it before. And, and that's, that's kind of my whole point of, of, you know, us talking about this topic today was just, just trying to create awareness. You know, it, it's, it's not a lack of intelligence. It's not something that we have to be embarrassed about by reaching out to a professional and saying, hey, okay, this is who I am. I'm kind of getting close to retirement, I'm kind of targeting retirement within three to five years. I really don't know anything about this and I just need to have some help. That's hard for some people to do. Mm-hmm. Because they feel as though, hey, I'm exposing myself. I'm, I'm getting financially undressed, quote unquote, and that's uncomfortable for a lot of people. So therefore, they just don't, they don't want to have that conversation. Well, we as professionals would understand that, just like I've used the example of a plumber, talking oh, about right. what a plumber does. I mean, I I don't want to know anything about plumbing. I'm going to reach out to him, and I'm just going to basically say, "You are the expert. I am not. I'm ignorant when it comes to doing what you do. So come in and share your expertise with me to help me solve a problem." And relieve me of the pain of having a drip, dripping fall. It's the same thing in our world. It doesn't matter our background. I don't think that it matters what level of education we had. If we worked on the line, if we sat in an office, if we were an employee, if we were a boss, 
it truly does stem down from the standpoint of what are we trying to accomplish in retirement? And we need to be educated to help people understand that there are major challenges we're going to face that sometimes self-management can really be a dangerous situation to put ourselves into. And you would never laugh at someone who comes in and says, this is what I've done. <laughs> no, no way. I mean, it's, and I, I laugh because of the question, exactly right. No, that, that is something where, you know, we've, we've kind of talked about this before in the past. It's so interesting. I think this is when, um, when Maggie was on with me, we had our episode. She and I both were kind of talking about so many people when we start having that initial conversation, when they, when they say, okay, you know, they, they start peeling back the layers of, of sharing numbers with us. Now, this is my 401k, my IRA. Now, this is probably not as much as a lot of people have, but it's really all we have. And mm-hmm. I just, I always like to pause right there and, and, and just encourage people to understand, don't compare yourself to anybody else. That's not the point here. What you have worked and saved and sacrificed for for decades is now your number. Be proud of that number. Let's leverage that number. Most importantly, let's protect that number and put it to work for you and, and help you understand. So no, it, it's certainly not a laughing matter. It's a very, very important uh, conversation to have. I think it's a mature conversation to have, quite honestly. You know, I mean, it, I had a conversation with a gentleman the other day. He called me on the phone. We're talking through. I'm getting some background information from him. You can tell he's very educated. I found out he's an engineer. Um, he's on a consultant contract with with a very known employer here in Central Illinois, known as Caterpillar. We've all heard of Caterpillar. Oh, yes, yes. And he comes to this point, he goes, Tim, I'm just to the point where he goes, I don't know what I need to know. And he goes, and I've heard your radio ads. And I just, I just want to reach out and have a conversation with you. Just by the way he said that, that was such a gratifying moment for both of us, for him, because he realized, look, I got to talk to some. And then for me, it's fantastic that, I mean, I just feel honored that he would think of me as a potential resource to kind of help him create that game plan that he just as he said, honestly, I don't know anything about it. So that's okay. I'm not going to try to do it on my own. He's an engineer. Engineers are, are very smart people. They, they know how to build things that mm-hmm. the most of us can't do. And I love talking with engineers and breaking down. They love the details. But just, but just to have somebody have that type of you know, desire to sit down and just know enough. Hey, I don't know enough about this. This could be dangerous for me to take it out on my own. I need to go find that specialist. I just think that's an important part of the conversation, especially like we've said before, as we start to transition from distribution into or accumulation into distribution. I think it's a very important part of that, that, uh, of that process. How can listeners reach you, Tim? They can reach us a couple different ways. Um, number one, by phone. Phone number is 309-291-0491. My email address is tim at thewhistleragency.com. And of course, they can find us online at thewhistleragency.com. And Whistler does not have a T. It does not. All right. <laughs> Tim, thank you so much for showing us that it is not a weakness to know when someone is better equipped and trained to do a job than you are. Accept the expertise. Make sure your retirement is well-designed. Follow or subscribe to Whistler While You Retire. Share with others and give us your thoughts and questions. I'm Patrice Sakora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to Whistler While You Retire. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the Whistler Agency. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. 
Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Investment advisory and financial planning services offered through Simplicity Wealth LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance consulting and education services offered through the Whistler Agency. The Whistler Agency is a separate and unaffiliated entity from Simplicity Wealth LLC.